0: Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts, Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Out Center, located in Benton Harbor, Michigan.
1: So today we're going to be discussing navigating schools and the workplace as an LGBT plus person.
0: Yeah, so I think one of the first questions when it comes to discussing this topic is why might someone need a guide on how to navigate their quote-unquote workplace yeah. on a day-to-day basis? Because, you know, a lot of people don't really think about that, especially if you're in a, well, we'll say a minority group. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people aren't maybe socially educated, you could say, and they're not aware of a lot of the struggles or the problems that really plague people who work on a day-to-day basis when it comes to the little things. Definitely. So when was the last time that you walked into a very social work environment, like everybody's talking, Mm -hmm. and everyone agreed on everything you said about politics or social situations? Never? Well, that's to be expected. Today's episode is all about how to help people who hold different ideals coexist better in the workplace or classroom. Because who really wants to wake up every day and think, just another day of not being accepted? No one. But many of us already do whether you're a conservative at a job full of very vocal liberals or vice versa, there should be no reason why we shouldn't be able to separate opinions that are critical to the workplace and ones that are the furthest from being critical. So I'm definitely glad
1: this is something that's being uh, brought up because coming to uh, whether it's a workplace or school that you're used to going every day, or if it's a brand new environment, it's always like so scary to wonder what it is that, you know the people around you are actually thinking if they're accepting of uh, people of the community or if it's going to be something that you actually feel you need to hide and it's not like you're trying to put it out there like everybody needs to know Mm -hmm. that I'm gay or something like that it's it's not even that it's just more so do I have to be concerned if this does come out
0: yeah exactly and it's like it shouldn't be a constant back and forth mental battle like is it okay to freely express myself in this workplace is Mm -hmm. that being unprofessional i feel like maybe there should be some criteria in maybe the work handbook when Mm -hmm. interacting with people like how to better address these situations so that when you come across a dilemma like this it's like oh this is what my workplace expects of me yeah i should do this Like be a good person or something, you know. (laughs) Maybe just have like good morals, be (laughs) polite, I don't know. Don't bash other people. (laughs) That would probably be good. Going a little further into dealing with discrimination in certain places of work or study, let's look at some problems that teens and young adults face at school or maybe as a part-time job worker. So I have a personal story from somebody that I met at school uh, in... There's a student that I met in Lawrence that goes to Goebbels High School. We'll call him John Smith just for anonymity's sake. He came into school in drag one day and got suspended. I can see two sides of the story here. John Smith came to school. He wasn't really being appropriate. He came in this outrageous outfit. He might have been being disruptive during class and being outrageous. Maybe this, that, and the other. But when in reality, on John Smith's side of the story... He very quietly put this whole plan together to see how his school would react. He had a friend bring him some clothes from their home, a female friend, and it was a dress and some leggings, a jacket. He tried to go about his day without causing any disruption whatsoever. But one of the teachers ended up actually telling the office, calling down to the office and saying, There's somebody disrupting the class. There's somebody keeping the rest of the class from learning. So he got called down to the office. His mom got called. A whole bunch of stuff happened just because he wanted to wear a dress, just because he wanted to wear makeup and come to school in a different way than he usually does, Mm -hmm. which is outrageous. I'd say more outrageous than his personality is. And to see how it affected him when I was talking to him about it, it was obviously a, a shock to him that mm-hmm. he couldn't express himself the way he wanted to with just being polite with people, not even trying to cause any disruption throughout the class, just wearing different clothes.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay. I, I mean, I feel like he just wasn't trying to cause any harm. He was like, literally like, oh, I don't know how his home life is, but, oh, I need a friend to bring this stuff for me in order for me to actually like feel comfortable in what I'm wearing and everything, so that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the choice he made. And if you're not like making an actual scene you're just going to class you're doing your thing you're going to your locker you know you're just going about your day in a normal way Mm -hmm. it doesn't really make any sense why um you would be considered to be uh disrupting class even though what was he just sitting there
0: (laughs) yeah he was just doing his work like a normal day he told me all about it yeah a few of his friends told me about it and everything that he was doing was just what he'd do if he came to school in sweatpants or a sweatshirt
1: And see, the thing is, like, there's probably plenty of people that would argue like, oh, he was doing that on purpose to, you know, get a rise out of people. And you know what? Um, Maybe so. Maybe not. But at the same time, it doesn't really sound like it It sounded like he was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. So I'm just going to do it because I have the right to do that, because I have the right to dress the way I want to dress. And it really shouldn't factor into anything else, um, like in anybody else's life. It shouldn't you know, disrupt anybody else's
0: everyday activities. Exactly. Um, And I think what John Smith could do or anybody else like him could do if they plan on expressing themselves a little more freely when it comes to being at their school, if they know that their staff is probably not going to be as accepting, is speak up and make sure you defend yourself when it comes to the time where they're saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's one of the things John Smith said that he didn't really want to do because he wasn't as comfortable. Mm-hmm. He was already, he already felt like there was too much going on just because he wanted to express himself. And he didn't want to have any more to do with it. He just wanted to go home and forget about the day mm-hmm. and just process it in his own way, which shouldn't have happened to him in the way that it did.
1: Because it's not like he was wearing,
0: like, some
1: kind of profanity on his shirt. Exactly. It's, like,
0: you're just wearing regular clothes. Like, what? what's the big deal, really, at that point? breaking no dress codes, doing nothing to disturb anybody else. But hey, you got to be sent home. Your mom has to be called, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is to really look at if we switch the story around, if John Smith was actually Jane Doe, if she came to school in a man's sweatshirt and a man's sweatpants wearing some uh, Reeboks from the men's section, nobody's going to say anything. No, because it's...
1: Like, wait, yeah, what is the big deal about that? But, like, no one will say anything because it's like, ah, oh, it's just sweatpants, just a sweatshirt. But it's like, well, it's, uh, like, the men's version of it, so... Exactly. Like, it's just a dress. Yeah. It's just some boots. Well, that's the thing. And, hey, they make, like, men rompers nowadays, too. Exactly. So, so you know, like, fashion that crosses over from male to female so easily. And, yes, I get the dress has usually been more geared towards women, but at the same time, look at all those guys back from, like, the, you know, the people signing anything for the United States of America. They had these wigs on. Come on, guys. Come on.
0: OG drag queens.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. It's just, like, and they wore heels, too. Like, their their shoes were actually, you know, they had heels on them. And I'm like, okay. So, basically, that's how fashion originated. And yet, (laughs) today, if a man wants to do something like that, Or, you know, like they're looked down upon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, before we move on to how to address these certain situations or how to handle them, we'll look at some of the problems that people in the LGBT community face as maybe somebody a little bit older in a workplace environment. First off, I'll disclose some laws that circle around being in the community and being somebody who wants to bring home some money every now and then. So currently, there is no federal law barring employment discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. State laws vary a lot, but in 28 states, you can get fired just for being lesbian, bisexual, or gay. And in 30 states, you can be fired just for being transgender. According to the 2008 General Social Survey and the Williams Institute at UCLA School of Law, 27% of lesbian, gay, and bisexual persons have experienced some form of harassment or discrimination at an office situation. For transgender workers, the number is 78%. That's just ridiculous. So there is some individual stories to go along with these statistics. One of my online sources state that Vandy Beth Glenn lost her job with the Georgia General Assembly when her boss fired her because she was transgender. Here's an excerpt that she wrote online. My boss told me I would make other people uncomfortable just by being myself. He told me that my transition was unacceptable, and over and over he told me it was inappropriate. Then he fired me. I was escorted back to my desk, told to clean it out, then marched out of the building. I was devastated.
1: Ah, it just drives me crazy. It's one of those things where um, you're just kind of like, what is the matter with you? Why can't you just open your mind a little bit? Just to see that there are other people out there that are different than you. And that's okay. And it's, it's just so frustrating because it's like, what,
0: what don't you get? Just because everybody's not the same exact person, like, isn't that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, diversity is something that jobs, diversity is something that owners of business, businesses should strive to cater for. Well, of course. And I mean,
1: like they're supposed to technically, but at the same time, you know, they'll,
0: some businesses try to find a way around that just because they're not accepting of everybody. Which it is really difficult to process. And sometimes I'll be thinking about it and just like, what? Because you're turning away people who will make you money. Mm-hmm. You're turning away people and maybe ruining their motivation in that little Time when they applied or when they were working for you and you fired them for really no reason at all, mm-hmm. even if they were an amazing worker. It just kind of gets you really heated because, yes. you know, and
1: it's not like you want to get angry, but it's it, it just kind of makes you lose a little hope in humanity every now and then when you hear stories like that, because you're like, what's what, what's the point of all of this
0: <laughs> if this is how
1: people are going to treat other people, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's really difficult to be mature about it after you hear story after story after Mm -hmm. story of one person dealing with being fired for no reason or being fired just because of opinions, personal opinions. Yeah. And even though it may be difficult to process and keep your cool, it's the only thing that we really can do to make it change is to be patient. Mm hmm. Okay, so Stephanie, after hearing that story, have you ever had any experiences in the workplace where you just weren't feeling like things were going the way they should be? Um,
1: related to like me being part of the community, yeah, <laughs> obviously, because that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I was like, other times, yes, of course, but um, you know what? Because I didn't even reveal this to anybody until like three years ago. Um, I guess, oof, I guess I didn't really notice a lot of things but that's because i like did some intense work to keep it from everybody Mm -hmm. um and you know and and i would hear things i guess over the years of like people making comments but you know you would kind of just brush things off and pretend like maybe you didn't hear them yeah and and not even directly related to you but just about the community or something like that that you're like oh let's just pretend that i have no opinion on that or Mm -hmm. just walk away or whatever it is um and honestly coming to this new workplace. I was concerned just because, you know, I was coming to a new area um that I didn't know a whole lot about. So you you never know who you're going to meet or how mm. the workplace is going to be and uh you know, it was really nice to know that obviously they're very accepting um or at least they appear to be. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, like that feels really good um to have found that, but yeah, there's There's plenty of people I know too in the past who have struggled with stuff like that and it's not fair and it shouldn't be accepted, yet somehow it's still being accepted in some workplaces to be discriminated against for being part of the community.
0: Mm -hmm. It's great that you have had minimum experience with anybody really trying to say anything about your personal life and the way that you want to do things and the way that you go about whatever outside of the workplace. Well, I
1: mean, and you're always gonna run into those people for sure, and maybe it's like outside the workplace, which definitely have run into people like that mm-hmm. who are just really weird about it in general. And you know, at at this point in my life, after dealing with just like so many things throughout the years, mm-hmm. you kind of just reach a point where you're like, Screw it, you know, like I can't yeah. like if you're not gonna accept me for me, then I don't really need you in my life because I don't need that negativity to make me feel bad about something that I already felt bad about for 25 years.
0: Exactly. There's you know? no point in pleasing somebody that will never get pleased no matter how hard you work. Exactly. And no matter how many certain criteria you try to fit, there's always going to be that quote unquote disappointment or yeah. the they'll look down on you. And that's the thing. You don't need that. No one
1: needs that in their life and no one deserves to feel that. And, Mm -hmm. again, like, no one should have the right to do that to another human. That should be something that should be banned
0: from the workplace. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Being a jerk to other people. (laughs) Just, you know, ingrained on every wall, inside every place of business. Just like, don't be a jerk. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, like, as much as they'll say, like, oh, we have a
1: non-discrimination policy here. It's like, but do you? You know, like, some workplaces are kind of questionable because... It's like you can say that on paper, but you actually have to, you know, be able to treat your employees the way they should be treated
0: in person. Exactly. Actions speak louder than words. True dat. So some advice for a few of the people that might not accept anyone in the LGBT community. As a straight ally or somebody who's not even aligned with the community at all, the first step anyone can take is simply respecting the fact that that there are hundreds of different lifestyles out there. You won't agree or want to try all of them. If a queer coworker or fellow student isn't bringing their personal life up, simply treat them as another person who wants the same respect you do. Mm-hmm. If an LGBT coworker or fellow student is bringing up their personal life or something involving the community, that makes you uncomfortable. Distance yourself from the triggering situation. Don't cause a fight in the place you're at. It's only going to disrupt other people from working. Maybe after you're released from work or school or when you're on break time, try and ask polite questions to slowly go over your fear or even hate for said ideals. If you're not able to be polite, educate yourself online first before possibly causing a disruption for no reason besides the fact that you're not educated on the matter. And it's not even trying to say like, oh, you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't have a voice. It's just the fact that you're not the only person there. Trying to get something done.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, a lot of it comes down to ignorance of people for sure. Because it's just like, do you know about anything you're talking about when you're insulting people? Like, do you Mm -hmm. actually have any idea uh what this person's life is like, what they're dealing with? Like, you no, you don't. You have no idea. And so therefore you don't have any right to say anything about it. Um, and if you do want to say something about it, it should be more like what you're saying. Um, like a questioning and a polite question. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I just don't get it. If if something's bothering you where you're like, oh, oh, I don't like that person because they're gay or something like that. It's like, then why are you even trying to have a relationship of some sort with this person, even exactly. trying to like make them your enemy in a way? It's just like, just leave it alone then. Like, there's no
0: need to spread hate. Don't even involve yourself with them if it's going to cause you that much of a struggle throughout your day-to-day life. yeah. And honestly, if you're making the effort and taking the strides to ostracize that person for no other reason besides the fact that you don't agree with them, you have some weird infatuation with them. Yeah. And it's like, it's something that you personally would have to work through. And sadly enough, there isn't just one person like that in the world. Oh, no, exactly. And that's why we have, we still have
1: so much hate in the world Mm -hmm. because there's, uh, there's plenty of people out there like that,
0: unfortunately. Exactly and really people who are allies or aren't part of the community aren't the only people that struggle with dealing with these situations politely people in the community also struggle so let's talk about some steps queer students and workers can participate in to be more polite and understanding when it comes to people who aren't really fully educated Mm -hmm. about the topic as someone inside the community who has gone through countless struggles after struggle after struggle Helping out people who aren't fully enlightened, quote unquote, in the terms of LGBT folk is just another task that once completed, everyone's going to be a hell of a lot more comfortable. If you're going about your day and your orientation suddenly becomes a group topic of discussion, there are many ways to diffuse hostility, if there is any. A lot of times some people misinterpret questions as hostility or some Mm -hmm. people just not understanding something as, you know oh like I don't like gay people when actually they're like what does gay mean yeah it's like no 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 (laughs) easy there (laughs) don't get fiery yet exactly so the the biggest thing is to give it a second and see if there is actually anything in need of defusal yeah if there is no hostility but the way the questions are worded offend you take time to patiently educate your peers if that isn't working out or the situation is hostile remove yourself from any environment you don't see as safe take time to maybe revisit said persons individually, and help them get a better grasp for the LGBT community instead of trying to confront them all head on.
1: So um, I actually have dealt with that recently with a friend who, uh, I don't know, I mean, we're we're really good friends and everything, but she's really weird about me being bisexual. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually something that <laughs> puts a damper on the friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so hard because I'm like, ah don't like why are you being so weird about this and she's like I just I don't know I'm just I don't know I just don't get it and everything and Mm -hmm. I've even tried to explain to her some stuff so you know she even brought it up to me saying like I feel like this has caused a bit of an issue between us and I was like well yeah (laughs) like I mean I don't know how to change that exactly because ultimately you're not accepting me for who I am Mm -hmm. um even after trying to explain to you about stuff and you know it's like we've talked through some things but it's definitely one of those topics where when we um run into it when whatever we might be talking about whenever that may come um you can just tell like the awkwardness and like the tensing up and i'm like Mm -hmm. you're it it gets offensive too especially if you're calling someone your friend or even your coworker or something like that you're just like thank you you make me feel like i have a disease right now yeah that's literally how you're acting towards me and um Like, I get it. A lot of people's minds, it's true. A lot of people's minds go straight to sex anytime they think of the LGBT community. And it gets so frustrating because I'm like, how does your relationship work? Please tell me. Yeah, exactly. Is a normal relationship? You do other things than just sex, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's basically how um, our relationships work, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is, they're normal. You know, we have conversations. We go to the movies. We got to eat. You know, that stuff is included in that, too. And it just gets so frustrating because, you know, it's like my parents did the same thing. It's like that was their first thought. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, like, get that out of your mind treat this like it's a normal relationship or like i have normal feelings just like anybody else does and uh you know that's all there really is
0: to it yeah <laughs> like no difference other than sure i i like girls too yeah exactly and a thing that i really like saying when i'm having a debate with somebody when it comes to homosexuality or anything along those lines is imagine uh we got Zachary he's on the football team and he's dating Vanessa and then he's friends with Valerie, too. So Zachary and Valerie are hanging out, but they don't feel uncomfortable, even though Zachary likes girls. What? Um, really? It's uh. crazy. <laughs> 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 and I mean, as, long, as, as soon as you change names around, as soon as you change pronouns around and you look at it from a different situation, you realize how absolutely crazy it is to be that worked up about mm-hmm. somebody liking somebody else. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Ah, it's just, yeah, it's a very frustrating thing to, you know, I mean, it's eventually becomes one of those things where you're like, all right, all right. Apparently neither one of us are getting through to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those situations where you kind of just got to walk away from every now and then, um, because you're not going to get through to everybody they are not going to get through to you. And it is what it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you go on living your life the way you want to live it. Mm hmm. And I made the mistake one time, unlike confiding in just one person, there is a girl's retreat that is hosted at my school. And when I was first coming to terms with my sexuality, I disclosed it because there's this little campfire circle that we do and we mm-hmm. tell everybody our deepest, darkest personal secrets. And it's like really, it, it brings us together more as a school, totally. especially since we're like a really small school. Mm-hmm. Um And I disclosed during, I think it was like spa night or something that I was, I was questioning my sexuality. I I was pretty sure that I was bisexual. Room just got so uncomfortable Uh, and I was just like, it doesn't mean I like any of you. uh, And that's what's so like, it's like, no, 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 I'm not hitting on you all right now. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, okay, you, you may think that you're very attractive and a nice person, but Take another look, sister. <laughs> Slow your roll, okay?
1: I just don't get why that is the way it goes right away. I mean, and the same thing happens. This has happened to me for years. Uh, I've always just made friends a lot easier with guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually people are like, oh my gosh, you like him. Or they'll think it might be like a flirty thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no. I just, I'm a friendly person. I just want to be friends with people. So same thing goes with girls. Like, I'm not attracted to all of you. Like, you have your attractions, you have the people you like. It doesn't mean that telling one person, like, or a group of people that, oh, this is me guys, just want to feel comfortable, and, like, get to have you guys get to know me a little bit better, that they have to assume that, like, oh, oh man, she's after me, she
0: really likes us all. <laughs> Dang. they really be like that sometimes, I guess.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's sad. Yeah, it is. it is
0: pretty sad, but hopefully over time people who get more friends like you, I mean let me word that better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean um, maybe in the future when people disclose their orientation to their friends like you did or disclose their orientation to a very large group of people like I did for some reason. (laughs) Hey, Uh, go big or go home. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Maybe, hopefully sooner rather than later, instead of being met with Distrust and disgust, and oh, bro, what? Yeah, we'll be met with. Oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't care,
1: and that's what you want, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that was my biggest reason for being terrified to tell all my friends at first because you know, I have the majority of my friends who are actually like cool, Mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, that's it, that's all I needed to do this whole time being so terrified. But then you have the other people who, like, a friend I just talked about, and then I, I remember telling another friend who. Just acted so weird about it, and it's not—it's not cool because you're putting yourself in such a vulnerable state yeah. by, you know, telling people this. Since it's something that's so important to you, and something that clearly you feel passionately about, and also it's just a big part of you. Mm-hmm. And for someone to make you feel awkward about doing that—it's not—not it's a good feeling at all.
0: It really isn't. I got so scared when yeah. my brother found out. That I Whoa. was questioning my sexuality. He just opened the door one day when I was walking to the bathroom. His, his bedroom's right next to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and his, his now ex-girlfriend was standing next to him. And he's just like, oh no, his girlfriend was just like, we know Ling, it's okay. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh. And, <laughs> and my brother just like looked at me and he's like, it's okay, bud, like come here. And he gave me a hug and he's like, no matter what's going to happen, like no matter what you go through, like I'm always going to be here for you.
1: That's nice. I know.
0: And I think one of the best things to do as somebody who's going through the process of coming out is find that rock. Find that person that you can rely on no mm-hmm. matter what.
1: You know, and I got to say, my sister is definitely that person for... She, she was always the... I don't, I don't even understand how I didn't even think to do this. But my sister, she had a lot of friends growing up who were gay. And for some reason, I did not think to tell her first. <laughs> but I think it's just because, you know, the family I was raised in, like, I was just, I was scared. You know, mm-hmm. I was still scared just because my parents definitely didn't accept it. My brother still kind of questionable sometimes about the way he feels about it. But, you know, she's always been like, I love you no matter what. Like, that's... That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's that's a really good feeling. So, you know, and it's not nothing against like the rest of my family. I love them to death, but at the same time, it's just like it's nice to know that you do have someone for sure who has your back when you need to talk about this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly, and I think the biggest thing to take from the podcast today is to remember the goal isn't to hundred percent convert people to your way of thought, mm-hmm. whether you agree or disagree with LGBT people. The end game is to help people have a more open mind when it comes to how another person perceives life. Yes. And the only thing that we can really ask for is for people to be more understanding, accepting, and patient.
1: Yes. See, I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> just get it together and treat each other well. That's that's all we really want. Why can't we all just get along? But really, I mean, I know it's a totally hippie thing to say, but at the same time, I'm like, but really, yeah, <laughs> like, why not? It would make life a lot easier if everybody wasn't trying to one up someone else or try to, you know, discriminate against other people or whatever it is. Exactly. So I think that's a good stopping point for today because we. We hit on a lot of stuff, and it's really good. It really is good. We're just trying to spread Spread
0: love around here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what are we going to be talking about next time? We're going to be talking about the origin of drag queens and kings and their impact on the community.
1: Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.